It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We said four quarters, all gas, no break. You guys did that today. Hell of a job. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show, for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the show, we're going to talk about some under-the-radar guys. Some players who you may not be thinking about, who haven't gotten a lot of ink over the last few months, but could be and probably will be very important players, whether they're good or bad, for the Packers in 2020. I also want to have a discussion about the number of quarterbacks the Packers are going to keep. Does the coronavirus affect that? There have been some discussions that teams might actually want to shrink training camp rosters, not expand them, which seems counterintuitive. And so does that affect the way that the Packers view the quarterback position? They have three theoretically useful players. And then I want to just briefly touch on what Kenny Clark said about his contract negotiations, uh, because I, I do think it's relevant. But let's start with players that you might not be thinking about. Every year on every team, there are players who go into the season with either low expectations or no expectations or even moderate expectations, and they outperform those expectations. And sometimes it turns out that we underestimated those players, and sometimes guys get better. They genuinely improve and become a player that they hadn't been in the past. Chandon Sullivan is a great example of this. He was not a good player for the Philadelphia Eagles in a season where they desperately needed cornerbacks. He came to Green Bay and carved out a role. He was extremely good last year in the limited reps that he played. He was so good, in fact, in training camp and the exhibition season as a corner, and the Packers realized they didn't really have an opportunity to play him, that they said, here's what we want to do. We want to teach you safety. 
so that if we need a dime safety, you can come in and be that dime safety. They did that, and guess what? He was good there too. So good, in fact, over the course of the season that he looks to be the favorite to win that starting nickel corner job this season. He's going to play in the slot, and and even if he's not starting there, he's going to play a lot for this team, and it's, it's just not a name that I hear a lot about, not a name that I think Packer fans are necessarily excited about when his play last season suggests that we should be, that we should be looking at him and going, hey, this is a guy who has a chance to break out, that he's improved, he can run, he's instinctive. I think as a tackler, you'd like to see him get better. He's a little bit undersized, but he competes. He competes. He's a fighter and a gamer, and all of those cliches that we use to describe players who don't have the kind of physical tools that make them intuitively imposing or successful. You don't look at him and go, yeah, that's that's a great NFL player. And yet, he was really good for the Packers last season. Staying on defense, another much more high-profile name, but someone that I don't think is getting the same kind of love that maybe his play last season warrants, Adrian Amos. I think a lot of the excitement centers around Darnell Savage, and rightfully so. Darnell Savage is an extremely talented player. The Packers love his ability, love his potential, and the different things that he can do to the point that I think one of the reasons why Tremont Williams is not currently on this team is, number one, they have faith in Shannon Sullivan, and number two, they think Darnell Savage can play some slot corner, that he can play a sort of Tyron Matthew hybrid role where he's going to be a guy who plays in the slot. I wouldn't be surprised. Don't hold me to this, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Shannon Sullivan, Adrian Amos, and Darnell Savage on the field together in a hybrid nickel, much the same way you saw Tremont Williams, who could play corner or safety. And some snaps you're going to see Savage in the slot. Some snaps you're going to see Shannon Sullivan in the slot. They can be interchangeable. And it's almost like a big nickel where you have a safety in there because Sullivan can play safety or cornerback. But here we are. We're talking about not Adrian Amos. And this is this is me trying to explain how good he was last year and how we shouldn't be forgetting him this year. And all of a sudden, I'm talking about other players because it's the sexier thing to do. Amos was rock damn solid last year. And he allows the Packers to get creative and do other things in other places with other players. He was so good in Chicago, executing his role. He allowed Eddie Jackson to roam around and make a lot of the plays that he was able to make because he can freelance. He can improvise because everyone knew, including him, that Amos would be in the right spot. The Packers can do the same thing with Adrian Amos because he's going to be in the right spots. He's going to be a reliable tackler. The Packers had to play him out of position last year. And there were times when he was playing too many box snaps. No matter what the Bears fans tell you, he was not a a guy who needed to be only in the box. He's very good specifically because you can move him around. He can play deep. He can cover tight ends. He can move in space. He's great as a deep safety in zone coverage. He is great in robber coverages. And he can come down and make tackles. He can come down and make plays. And did he have some mediocre games last year? Sure. Was he a game changer every week? No. But consider what a disaster 
the safety position had been in Green Bay for years. I mean, really since Nick Collins got hurt, the safety position has been a mess. And even in that 2010 season, they had injuries. Charlie Pepper has to come in and do a thing. And then all of a sudden he's starting in 2011. He's overmatched. And that's when we we get into the world of MD Jennings and the turnstile of safeties that the Packers had over the last 10 or so years. They don't have that anymore. They've got a foundation here. And so we think about the good young players on this defense. You think about Jair Alexander, Darnell Savage, obviously the Smiths, Kenny Clark in the secondary. You think of Kevin King as a, as a talented young player, even if he's not a proven consistent guy yet. Somehow Amos doesn't come up, even though he is still a young player and was really good last year for the Packers. In year two in this defense, does Mike Patton give him a little bit more responsibility, let him roam a little bit more, let him go be a little bit more of a playmaker? You can never have too many. And I think Mike Patton will do that because Amos is that kind of talent, that kind of heady, reliable player. Now on offense, I think there are fewer options just because of the way that the the Packers offseason has gone. You know, we've talked a lot about the running back position. We've talked a lot about Jay Sternberger and the tight ends. And we've talked a lot about the receivers. I, I do think we've, we've spent a lot of time on Alan Lazard and not enough time on Devin Funches, not enough time on Equinemius St. Brown. And there's certainly a sector of fans who have a lot of faith in EQ still. Aaron Rodgers talked about it last offseason and the really good training camp that EQ was having before he got hurt. Aaron, Aaron Jones, in an interview with Fox Sports 1 this week, said, you know, Aaron Rodgers has a great eye for players who come in and are, are willing to do the work and who are about that business, was what he said. And that, that was the reason that Aaron Jones immediately caught Rodgers' eye and, and sort of solidified his standing in the offense. Well, Aaron Rodgers said some glowing things about EQ last training camp and has praised his effort in the past, uh, praised his play in the past, and is a guy that is extremely talented. I mean, a top 100 talent when he was drafted fell for nebulous reasons about, I guess, attitude. He was a different kind of cat. And I don't know, it's weird. All of the, all of the so-called criticisms are very, very weird because the guy on the field, the football player, is, is very talented. Size, speed, run-after-catch ability, can make leaping grabs, tough, physical guy after the catch. So uh, I, I really like the ability there. If you ask me who the second most talented receiver is on this team after Devontae Adams, my answer would be Equinemius St. Brown. So if he plays to that talent, suddenly the Packers have an offensive weapon that they didn't have last year, didn't have the year before even when EQ played because he was a rookie in an offense that was a mess. And I think this is an offense that is well-suited to his abilities. You think about the shot play stuff. You think about the the slants, the posts, the dig routes. He has a chance to be utilized in this offense as a big slot and as an outside receiver. I really like his ability. If you told me that at the end of the season, the top three receivers by you know, targets, yards, whatever, were Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, and Equinemius St. Brown, I would not be surprised at all. And one of the worst places to get a surprise 
is when you're shopping for auto parts. It's bad enough when you realize, oh no, my car needs a new part. The fan belt is broken or you know whatever it is. I don't even I don't even know enough terms about cars to to ad lib there. And that's why rockauto.com exists because there's a lot of people like me who don't really understand the thing. What's a fuel pump? How does that work? I mean, I guess I know a little bit about how that works, but I don't really understand it. I don't understand the difference between one and another. I don't know how how much I'm supposed to pay for that thing. That's why Rock Auto exists because they're not going to change prices for professional mechanics versus do-it-yourselfers because a lot of stores do that. They have reliably low prices for everyone. They don't require a membership or an account login. And they don't just carry one brand, one manufacturer. They carry a slew of them so that you are going to get the best price for your car part. Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Today's episode is also brought to you by the U.S. Army. If you're looking to make an impact, there's no better place than the U.S. Army. Whether your goal is to fight and cure diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventure across the globe, the Army is where you can make all of that happen and so much more. The Army is a team of a million individuals working together to take on the most complex problems in the nation and the world and to win. Ask yourself what's your warrior and text ALPL to 462-769 to find out. That's ALPL to 462-769. All right, this conversation came up yesterday on Packers Twitter. It was something that Zach Cruz over at Packers Wire brought up. Andy Herman at Packer Report mentioned this. And I think they disagree with me on the approach. I longtime listeners of this show will know how I feel about backup quarterbacks. I I do not care about them. I do not like backup quarterbacks. I do not like green eggs and ham. I, I do not like backup quarterbacks on a boat. I do not like them in a moat. It's just I, I don't care. I don't care. And maybe I should. I, I was I was actually thinking about this yesterday. I am the kind of person who thinks that the value of a quarterback so far supersedes anyone else that you should do everything in your power as a team to make sure that that position is as locked down as it can be from a starting quarterback standpoint. And that everything an offense does is based on how good your quarterback is. The value of a good quarterback is above the value of a good player at any other position, and it's not even close. A slightly above average quarterback is worth more in real value to a team than a really good position player at any other position, literally any other position. I truly believe that. So maybe my position is incoherent that I don't care about backup quarterbacks. Now, the reason that I don't care about backup quarterbacks is because they're nearly all bad. And so I think worrying about which bad quarterback is on your team doesn't make any sense. It's just not something to lose sleep over. The the difference between one bad backup and another bad backup is silly. And that's why this idea of keeping three quarterbacks makes no sense to me. The Packers have Aaron Rodgers, they have Jordan Love, and they have Tim Boyle. That you know, they have a undrafted free agent too, but it's it's not going to be a thing. He's not going to make the team. 
And, you know, Bob McGinn, after the draft, said there were some NFC teams that really liked Tim Boyle, et cetera, et cetera. And that, you know, if the Packers cut him, he's he's going to have suitors, which to that I say, go with God if you want Tim Boyle on your team. And that's nothing against Tim Boyle. I, I just don't think he's very good. And he's a backup quarterback. So if you want a backup quarterback, great. There's your backup quarterback. The idea, the premise here is that in coronavirus, teams have an enemy that they have to face in addition to their opponents. And that if you lose your quarterback for two weeks, you know, you lose Jordan Love. Doesn't even have to be Aaron Rodgers. One of these guys tests positive, and now all of a sudden you have got one quarterback on your roster. It'd be nice to have the, the other guy. I don't care. And the reason I don't care is this is, a, this is a team built around Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron Rodgers goes down, Jordan Love is probably not going to be ready this year to be useful. So him playing, eh, I don't I don't know that it materially improves your chances to win versus another backup quarterback who's probably bad. I don't know. I, I just I have no way of knowing how good Jordan Love is going to be right away. I think he's going to need some time. I like the variance. I like the risk taking, and and I think he's going to go down swinging which is a great trait to have. I think the idea that you just need a game manager backup quarterback is nonsense. If you're going to have someone come in, you know, in some ways I should like Tim Boyle more than I'm talking myself into it because Tim Boyle is going to throw lasers. He's going to push the ball down the field. You need to be high variance if you're not going to be consistent. And these guys are not going to be consistent. I think Tim Boyle has a fatal flaw and that's he turtles under pressure, any, anything other than a clean pocket and he can't make throws. So I just, I'm, I'm going to be out on quarterbacks like that generally. But Jordan Love, you have a chance to win some games if you need him. But you know what? Probably not. Probably not. There's like three good backup quarterbacks, okay? And even those guys are not very good because, and we know this. We know this because there aren't 32 good quarterbacks in the NFL. So if you're not starting, then chances are you're not very good. Now, Jameis Winston is a backup. I think he's better than some guys who are going to start this season. You know, there are other backups who I can point to, and certainly there's the big name out there, Colin Kaepernick, who I think is better than some guys who are going to start the season and and certainly better than some guys who are going to play over the course of the season because we know what injuries are. That's the other thing. If, if Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love gets COVID and you need a guy, and you need someone to come in, you can sign someone. There's always going to be someone out there. Brian Hoyer is going to not have a job in a month. Colin Kaepernick might still not have a job in a month. If you need to sign someone, there's always a bad quarterback that's out there. You can get someone. And and they're going to come in and they're going to do a, a bad job because that's what backup quarterbacks do. And you're going to be fine. You don't need to roster three quarterbacks if two of them aren't very good, if two of them aren't good enough to start for you or probably anyone else. Jordan Love is obviously a different kind of case. Theoretically, he is going to be good enough to start at some point. Theoretically, he could be good enough to start this year, not Tim Boyle. If Tim Boyle was good enough to start, someone would trade for him and he would start. Now, of course, that would assume that the other teams know that he's good and other teams seem to think that he is potentially intriguing, at least. He's not a starter, and if he's not a starter, considering there's only like 11 good quarterbacks in the whole league, if he's not a starter, he's not good in all likelihood. 
That's just what the odds say. If he's not a starter, he's probably not good. So why is anyone worried if they have two bad quarterbacks or if they have one? That is what I'm trying to figure out. I understand, look, this is an uncertain season. And there is a lot to think about. There's a lot of confusion, I think, even among teams about what the best thing to do is here. And, And I don't even mean confusion like some are right, some are wrong. We don't know. And this question, oh, we want fewer players at training camp. Well, the reason you'd want fewer players is fewer potential vectors, fewer potential points of infection. The problem with having fewer players, though, is then if you do have guys who get sick, you don't have ready-made replacements for them. So there is a fine line that teams are going to have to walk here. And I see the argument in this kind of season, okay, you know, there needs to be more insurance. And Tim Boyle knows the offense. And so you have a better chance with Tim Boyle than Brian Hoyer or Colin Kaepernick or, you know, pick a random guy off the street, pick, you know, an XFL quarterback or something like that, AAF quarterbacks. And and you that's probably true. But the question is, you know, we think about Madden rankings. How different is a 60 quarterback versus a 50 quarterback? They're both bad. They both don't give you very good chances to win. So having a 30% win probability and a 20% win probability to me is not a big difference. It's not a difference worth worrying about. And it's certainly not a a difference worth uh, assigning a roster spot to in a season where you're probably going to need other guys, guys you, you potentially need to play and could help you if they do play, or guys who are going to play special teams if they have to get out there, who will actually have to play meaningful snaps if just an injury happens. Not not coronavirus, but just a regular old injury. And that is a better place to allocate resources to me. And again, I, I fully understand that maybe my position on this is a little incoherent because of how important I think quarterbacks are. I just, bad quarterbacks versus bad quarterbacks, doesn't really interest me very much if they expanded rosters versus contracting them you know if they said okay this season the active roster is going to be 60 cool have the extra quarterback it's worth it to do that but you can bring quarterbacks up off the practice squad the the Packers can have a young guy that they bring in and is 90% the player Tim Boyle is and doesn't have to take up a roster spot for you that to me is the best option Before we finish up, I want to tell you about Bobbles Galore. Bobbles Galore is a leading bobblehead retailer in the country with a vast inventory of bobbleheads from all the major sports and your favorite teams, the Packers, the Brewers, the Bucks. Right now, in limited quantities, they have a triple MVP Wisconsin puzzle bobblehead that showcases Giannis, Aaron Rodgers, and Christian Yelich. Plus, for Bucks fans, they have a limited edition Greek flag Giannis bobblehead to go with an augmented reality experience via Bobble Galore's unique AR Bobbles app. They also have a super friendly chat feature on the website, so they're always there to answer any questions you have. Bobbles Galore also makes custom bobbleheads for any occasion or event. Visit bobblesgalore.com and use the promo code LOCKED ON to get free shipping. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich. Thanks to Dave's killer 
bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store all right this is what i want to finish up here and um i was just purred happily there for a second we are now finishing the podcast with a part I like to call the end. Um, <laughs> Kenny Clark said in an interview with Jason Wildey that the, the COVID-19 pandemic has affected contract negotiations. And this is something that we speculated about. It's something that was reported on over the course of the offseason that, you know, these contract negotiations are not taking place because guys couldn't get physicals. And that was free agency period. That, you know, we'd get more tampering in, an, in a normal year because you'd have easier access to physicals. And then it was, okay, well, now we don't know if there's going to be a season. We don't know how that's going to affect revenue. We don't know if the salary cap is going to suddenly go way down. And that's true for the teams and the players. So if there's going to be a cap spike in 2022 because of a new media deal, is there going to be cap smoothing in 2020? Is it going to be an uncapped season in 2021 because of what happened in 2020? These are things that are going to have to be ironed out. And so teams and players are reticent to say, okay, this is what the long-term deal is going to be. If you're the Packers, you don't want to let Kenny Clark get to free agency because it's going to cost a lot of money. It's probably going to cost a lot of money anyway. The assumption, based on what's been reported and, and what's been out there, is that the Packers want to get a deal done with Kenny Clark. They view him as a long-term piece, and he is going to be a Green Bay Packer for a long time. He is a unique, a word that is often overused in sports, a unique interior pass rusher, someone who can affect all parts of the game and can just destroy the interior of any offensive line in ways that really no one not named Aaron Donald can do. And that is extremely valuable. He is worth the money, and the Packers, I think, are going to pay him as such. This question about coronavirus complicates things because it forces you to take stock of, okay, well, if they need to pay David Bakhtiari and eventually need to rework Devontae Adams, those are guys at positions where you really need quality players. Those are premium position players. You already have a good pass rush, and your run defense is already not very good. So, you know, Kenny Clark, is he moving the needle very much? Now, of course, he is. But these are the kinds of tough decisions you might have to make in an, an offseason where the salary cap could go down in a significant way because revenues go way down. This is why selling uh, advertising in the stadiums, you know, covering parts of the stands and selling ads there is such a smart idea. You have to backfill that revenue somehow or you're going to have a problem. Now, to me, the best way to deal with this is to have an uncapped season in 2021. We're going to have, hopefully, a much different world by 2021. 
And that could provide a lot of opportunities for teams, for the league, to backfill some of that revenue. You know, the Packers could just issue bonds. They can just say, hey, anyone want to buy stock in the team? We need some money. And people will do it. Uh, not everyone can do that. Jerry Jones can't say, hey, if you need some money, donate to uh, the Cowboys. Now, the, the Cowboys do not need the money. They, they make money hand over fist. But the point is, Green Bay is probably going to be okay in an uncapped year. A lot of teams won't be. And if they don't go to uncapped, if they just reduce the salary cap a bunch, which neither, I think, ownership nor uh, the players want, certainly the coaches and the players don't want that. They want to be able to, to field the most talented rosters that they can. Um, then you, you have real issues with you know fielding quality teams. Everyone is going to struggle to do it. And the teams that have cheap rookie quarterbacks, I don't know if you know any teams like that, the, the teams that have cheap rookie quarterbacks are going to be at a major advantage because they don't have those big salary cap outlays and are going to be able to get cheap players, good players, for cheap. Uh, it's much cheaper than they would in a, a given season. And we could have a sort of reverse Kevin Durant situation where some really good players sign for nothing because there's only a couple teams with salary cap space and it, it's going to take $8 million or something to get a player who would normally get 20 I mean, that's on the table and, and that impacts how you make these negotiations. So just something to keep in mind. We're going to be back tomorrow, last show of the week. Send me your questions. We'd love to answer some of them on our show tomorrow. So let's do that. Let's let's try and make it a mailbag show. Send me your questions, your thoughts, uh, your musings, your, your quarantine recipes. Send me all of them. Follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.